Hello, my beautiful babies. I'm your host, Tiana Thompson, and this is Affirmations of a Bad Bitch. Today, I have entrepreneur Miss Michaela J here with me. Um, she is a mentor, a coach. She's amazing. I want to just kind of figure out her story, and I think you guys would like it as well. So let's get into it. Hello, Michaela. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Yeah, I'm excited. So to start off, just kind of tell us a little bit about your story and how you started. What kind of led you to what you do in the spiritual community? Yeah, totally. So for anybody who isn't familiar with me, I am a spiritual mentor. I teach mindset. I teach spirituality. I teach manifestation. And it was really born from this moment I had in my life where I felt like I had a moral obligation to teach people the things that I had learned. I had a really rough upbringing. I've lived alone since I was 15 years old. I had to grow up very young and I was a self-proclaimed pessimist my whole life, which is so funny knowing me now and how I am and what I do online. And I literally teach positivity as part of my programs. Um, but I used to tell my mom that I was a pessimist and I was so unhappy with my life for a long time until I had a moment where I was like, okay, how long are we going to do the unhappy thing? Like how much longer (laughs) can we really take this? And I just kind of drew the line in the sand and I actually went on a study abroad trip and this was back in 2017. And I was like, okay, I don't know anybody at my study abroad. I was going to be in France for five weeks. And I was like, you know what? I can just be the version of myself. I've always wanted to be, I can just be that girl because nobody knows who I am. So they will just see me as me being that. And then they'll think that's me. And then I wanted that to be me, uh, which is manifestation in its purest form before I even knew about it. So I went to my study abroad. I told myself I would be the version of myself. I always wanted to be, I wouldn't complain. I wouldn't gossip. I wouldn't be negative the entire time. I just cut cold Turkey on complaining and it changed my life. And I came back an entirely new bitch basically. And I wanted to keep that up. And so I got really into journaling and meditation and just studying basic law of attraction. And I stumbled along those lines into manifestation. And I spent about nine months really dedicating myself to learning everything I could to making up my own practices to find what would work for me. And I had this moment where I looked at myself in the mirror one day and I was like, holy shit, I don't even recognize myself because my life is so different because who I am at my core is so different. And I was like, I finally figured out this manifestation shit. Like I have manifested this amazing life. I have to teach people. And something I used to always say to myself was like, if I could change my shitty life, I can change anybody's (laughs) life. And so I started putting together my first program. Um, I launched it and I've been running my business since the summer of 2018. That is amazing. So I kind of, same thing, you know, a lot of struggling and I just kind of, well, what started my spiritual journey actually was eating an edible. (laughs) No way. (laughs) And I like had some like spiritual like awakening. I don't know. Love that. (laughs) But I have been studying um, law of attraction, manifestation, all of that stuff too. And like wanting to teach other people about it. And it's like, I know, like, I believe in it hundred percent. I know what to do. It's just getting like myself. I don't know. Like I preach to other people all the time, you know, like yeah. you can do literally anything. And then when it comes to myself, like I just, 
I don't know what it is. I can't get myself to do it. (laughs) Oh, we are our worst critics. And, you know, I talk about this with my therapist all the time because I'm very much so, I very much so identify as a high achiever. So I put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm also a Capricorn. So we're the workaholics of the Zodiac, like very like hardcore workaholic vibes. And she's always like, Michaela, if you wouldn't apply this pressure to your friends, you can't apply it to yourself. If you like, and that's the same thing with expectations and different things. It's like, we have do, we do so hardcore on ourselves, but we're like so easygoing with everybody else around us. And it's like, huh, why do we do that? We don't have to beat ourselves up. We don't have to stress ourselves into the ground. We don't have to second guess ourselves, you know, like support yourself like you would support your best friend. And that's been really life-changing for me, just adopting that mindset. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. So when you started your coaching and kind of your mentoring, what was the goal? Like, did you think that you would end up, you know, how you are now with all these clients and running all of these things? Yeah, I kind of did. So I was in college at the time. I was studying French and fashion, and I always knew I was going to end up being self-employed. I've been fired from almost every job I've ever had. I don't follow rules. (laughs) I really just like to be to my own drum. So I always knew I was going to do something on my own. So when I launched my business, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. I've always been a go-getter. I've always been self-motivated. I knew I wanted to work for myself. Like This will probably be my end game, but it's evolved in so many different directions that I never expected. And so now when people ask what I do, I kind of break it down to three businesses, my spiritual education company, which would be the mentorship, the courses, all that. I also have my influencer side of my business with brand deals and TikTok and YouTube and the podcast, all of that. And then I have my own clothing line. So it's like a lot of the, the influencer stuff and the clothing line, and even some parts of my coaching business, I never even imagined. They just kind of naturally came with time. And I think that's the fun part of starting a business. Like it gets to evolve in whatever direction you want it to, and you don't have to feel too bogged down to keep it the same. But to answer your question, I did kind of know that it was going to be my full-time thing long-term. Will that change over time? For sure. Will I add in other businesses? Definitely. Um, But that's just a part of the evolution. So I also, like, I cannot keep job. (laughs) Like I hate working. (laughs) I absolutely hate it. I would rather... I don't even know. Just dig a hole outside for myself. (laughs) Uh, I would love to start my own like mentoring kind of like you do. And for me, it's like, I feel, will people do this? Do they think I'm qualified enough to like, I don't know. So what tips do you have for people maybe wanting to start their own, their own business? Yeah. It sounds like what you're dealing with is imposter syndrome of like, oh, who am I to talk about this and teach about it? You know? And I think that's a very normal thing to have. Two two of my biggest things when it comes to imposter syndrome is like one, actually, okay, three. One of them (laughs) is like a lot of times if we feel called to do coaching and mentoring, we are the friend that all of our friends go to. Like you said earlier, you're like, I give all my friends advice. I was the same way. And I was actually just in Texas this weekend visiting one of my best friends since like the fifth grade. And she's like, it's so funny that this is what you do for work. She's like, cause I can just call you whenever and ask for help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And that's always how we've been. So when it comes to the coaching and mentoring, a lot of us feel called to do it because we already do it in our lives. So you have to have that, like, you have to remind yourself that's proof in the pudding right there. So that yeah. really helps. And the second thing when it comes to imposter syndrome is 
I only teach what I know for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that removes a lot of the imposter syndrome because if you're just spewing out information like that you've retained, you might feel icky about it. But when you are sharing your experiences, completely different. When I made my very first program that launched my business, I literally went through all of my old journals and like <laughs> highlighted every fucking journal prompt I did. And I pulled them all out and I put them in the program. And then I was like, okay, this is the path because these are like the journal prompts I did. I'm like, okay, so I was working on this mindset in that time. And then this phase was working on this part of spirituality and the program just flowed together. So I just taught the exact things I had done to change my life. And when you do that, it's like you changed your own life. So of course it's going to positively impact other people. And that really helps remove that imposter syndrome. And I, I said three, but th- those are the only two I can remember now. <laughs> but those are like the biggest things is like, you just have to remind yourself all the ways that you've changed your own life and that you've changed other people's lives. I did remember the third. The other thing That's is awesome. that the universe is never going to give you something like a desire that you cannot have. So as much as you want to do the mentorship, as much as you want to be the coach, the people that you're meant to work with, they want you to do that as well. Everything is a co-creation. All of our desires want us just as badly as we want them. And when we remind ourselves of that, it becomes a lot more sacred and it becomes a lot more of, okay, I need to do this then because it's waiting on me and I'm waiting on it. So like, we got to get the ball rolling. Yes. And I think in spirituality, that's a huge part of it is like yeah. the, the end thing, you know, is to serve. Like, yep. And I feel very called to do that. It's just the steps to get there. <laughs> yep. But <laughs> and when, when you know you want to do something, you're like, okay, well, like next is just like getting over myself or yes. figuring out what to do. The best thing that you can do is just put one foot in front of the other, right? Because when we look at, especially when you're looking at other people online in any business, whether this is like an influencer, a YouTuber, um, in a normal business owner with like a brick and mortar store, a coach, whatever, they're so much further along. And then you're like, oh my God, I have all these things to do because they're doing all of these things. Right. They're on step 100. You're on step one. All you need to do is what's the most logical action step I can take today. And that might be writing down your ideas for programs or writing down the ideas that you want to coach people on. That might be putting out an Instagram story and being like, Hey, if I start offering this coaching thing, like, do you guys want to join, like Mm -hmm. just putting out the feelers one step at a time is the best thing you can do because that inspired action is always going to change again. Like with businesses, they get to evolve and change as you do. And so as long as you're just putting one foot in front of the next and checking in and making sure your energy is in the right place, you're going to be golden. You're going to get where you need to go in the most divine path possible. This timing and like what we're talking about right now is so crazy because I'm reading (laughs) a book and learning, you know, to kind of step into the unknown and the void because there's so much opportunity and possibility. And I feel like this just kind of ties all into it and not being scared, just do it and, you know, go as it happens. It'll build up on its own naturally. Exactly. And we're never going to be ready. I think that's the thing is we're always waiting for this moment for something to like land and be like, yes, okay, let's go. And it's like a lot of these big things 
you're never going to feel ready because they're big and they're out of your comfort zone. They're scary. And so the best thing that we can do is mm-hmm. make moves towards it every single day and just be 1% better every single day. Right. So what is your favorite thing about mentoring? Good question. I've never been asked that. <laughs> hmm. I think my favorite thing about being a mentor is the moment when my clients finally get it on like a, I trust that everything is happening for a reason. This Mm -hmm. happens to all of my clients, every single one, no fail throughout our train or throughout whatever program it is or training session or like a whole mentorship package. They all have this moment where they're like, you know what? You're right. Like everything is happening for a reason. The universe has my back. I'm trusting this timing. And once they get that, it's kind of a tipping point because once you're fully in that mode and that energy, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. You are so aligned regardless. And I have watched countless of my clients be like, this is changing my life, but like, no big deal. This person (laughs) broke up with me. Oh, well, like on to the next, I have to move tomorrow. Okay. Like they just trust And life becomes a lot easier at that point because normal people or like when you're in your normal overthinking mind, you get stressed, you get anxious, and then we spiral. So once I can get my clients to that point where they're like, I got this, like, no big deal. That's, yep, yep, that's a dumpster fire. Oh, well, that's going to sort itself (laughs) out. It's the best point because I just remember so vividly, like, having that shift myself and it changed my life. So that's probably my favorite thing is seeing them kind of click over to the trusting side. That's so cool. I think getting to listen, I think listening is like a huge like practice that everyone should, you know, Yeah, we need to get together on that. But um, getting just to listen to people. And I think, do you have a lot of people that kind of start talking or figuring something out and then they just get on a roll and then it all starts coming together. And Oh yeah. That's kind of what you're explaining, but yeah, that's amazing. That's the best. Cause then they're just like on a roll and they're kind of channeling what needs to come out. And you know, I am, when we speak something, it's actually, I think it's like nine times more powerful than when we write something down, because when you say something aloud, like saying an affirmation, you're hearing it in your own voice. So it's going to register differently in your brain versus reading, like reading something you wrote down or something somebody else wrote down. Cause your brain doesn't know who wrote that, but your brain knows when you say something aloud. So I think verbalizing things is so important. All my private clients, they get voice note access to me in case they want to just like ramble and be like, Hey, I just need to shift through this. You don't even need to listen. I'm just going to put it all here. Here's my voice note. Or they'd be like, I just need to process this. Here it is. And it's a practice that I have myself. Like I voice note myself all the time and just talk through things because there's so many breakthroughs that come from having that space to just go on a ramble and go on a rant. And Yeah. So I love doing that for my clients. Mm -hmm. That's something I love about um, podcasting also. Yeah. So I I just like talk and I like have so many like epiphanies and (laughs) like (laughs) like planning out my podcast episodes. So it's awesome. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm the same way. Yes. And I love your podcast, by the way. (gasps) Thank you. You're welcome. I'm obsessed with my podcast. (laughs) I love it. Do you, you practice meditation. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that a daily practice for you? Yeah, I kind of go in and out. So with rituals, 
it always kind of depends on the phase of life. And there's going to be some phases where I'm doing shadow work. There's going to be some phases where I'm doing light work. There's some phases where I'm like journal, journal, journal. And other days I'm like, I'm just going to voice note and meditate. So it kind of shifts and changes, but Mm -hmm. I am in a meditation zone right now. And I do that. I will do it every single day for at least 10 minutes. And the meditations I usually do either on YouTube. One of my really good friends and a past coach of mine, she has an app called rituals. If you look it up, it's rituals by a shocker girl. And she has tons of meditations on there, or I will just put on like binaural beats and do my own little guided meditation inside my head. Because in almost all of my programs, I have meditations for my clients Mm -hmm. and students. So then I can kind of walk myself through it, but I always do just like one of the three depends on the day, depends on how much time I have. Um, but yeah, it's a really important part of my practice right now. I agree. Meditation is very important. Um, do you do, do you practice like yoga, anything like that? I'm not big into yoga. I was for like a phase in college, but I work out with a personal trainer three times a week. And then I work out on my own the other two days a week. And I do like pretty heavy lifting. I probably should do yoga to stretch it all out, but, um, (laughs) I'm not a big yogi, not right now. Okay. Well, maybe you should start adding some stretching in there. I know, right? We stretch at the end of our sessions and my uh, trainer like has a massage gun that he uses on me at the end. But we always talk about how we both need to go to yoga because like the breathing, this, I'm really big into breath work. The breathing (laughs) that comes with yoga, I think is the most transformative part of it. Because when I was in my yoga phase, I would go and I'd come out so relaxed because you got in your body and you just breathed for like an hour. And of course you're moving, you're doing other things and working up a sweat. Like I did power yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, but the breathing is so, so important. And, um, I would say Americans, but everybody basically, uh, we don't breathe deep enough. Like we're very like in, out, in, out, but you're supposed to take deep breaths and like have three breaths per minute. And we don't do that because we're so rush, 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 but um, breath work is a big part of my practice. Yes. Definitely centers you, keeps you present. Um, mm-hmm. that's, I love yoga. So I do that every day, but love that. I, I really am wanting lately to get some, are they, what are those bowls? What are they called? Oh, the sound bowls. Yes. Some mm-hmm. of those, I think those would be very healing. Yeah. I love listening to like sound bath meditations on YouTube. Like I'll put that on. I actually will put that on while I'm like making dinner because it calms my dogs down because of the frequency. But yeah, I've even seen those samples like on Amazon and they're so good for meditation and just getting in the zone. I like the ones that correlate with the chakras. So if you're working Mm -hmm. on a specific chakra, you can use that certain bowl with that meditation. I think those are really cool. Yeah. So I think this is going to be my last question here for people that are just getting into manifesting or aren't really sure what manifesting is, how do you suggest that they kind of start? Where to start? So I would say, I just want to start by like explaining the definition of manifestation. Like the textbook definition is manifestation is to bring about to the eye, the verb, like verb to manifest. And when you break that down, it's really everything in this whole world is born twice. Once it's an idea and then, then you have it or you feel it or whatever. And like, that's as simple as what you had for breakfast is a manifestation. Like I had soup for lunch. That's a manifestation. I had the idea, Hey, I want soup. And then I had soup manifested. So anything that you bring about to the eyes manifestation. And I think when we remind ourselves of that it becomes a lot more tangible 
because we associate manifestation with like, woo, magic, spirituality. And it's really not. It's like as simple as deciding you want something and making it, going to get it, whatever it's goal. It's all that. So when you're getting, yeah, when you're getting into manifestation, I just want you to think about it as a goal. What are your goals? What are your desires? Those are what you are manifesting. And I have like this four step process. I like to take clients through that. I'll break down briefly here. It's like you, the first step is deciding what that is. What's the goal. What's the desire, what you're manifesting. The second part of it is tapping into those feelings. This is where we oftentimes bring in spirituality because that's where you activate law of attraction. Like you attract what you're feeling, you're attracting the like vibration. So what you want to do with that desire, like, let's say you desire to buy a new car. What you would do in the second step is figure out how am I going to feel when I have that car, that car parked in my garage? How am I going to feel driving that car, be in that energy now? The third step is taking action. So it's like what we talked about earlier, one foot in front of the other. What do you feel called to do? Maybe it's test drive the car. Maybe it's figure out how much of a deposit you can put down. Maybe it's figuring out what your credit score is. If you need a car loan, whatever. One step at a time. That's where we take our practical like 3D world action. And the fourth step is kind of what I was explaining earlier with my clients. It's trusting that the universe is going to help you. It's trusting it's all in divine timing. It's trusting that everything is rearranging in your favor. And I rinse and repeat that process with my manifestations every day, right? And it sounds kind of excessive, but it's just like, decide, how do you want to feel? act, trust, decide, feel, act, trust, and rinse and repeat with all of your desires. So if you're beginning a manifestation, remember it's as simple as goal setting. You're just going to feel really good while you do it. You're going to take action and you're going to trust a little bit more than you would with a normal goal. Awesome. You explained that very, very well. Thanks. (laughs) All right, you guys. This is the end of my interview with Michaela. You guys go check her out. Go follow her on Instagram at the Michaela J. I will link it down below. You can check out her mentoring programs, all of her other businesses. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for coming again, Michaela. You were amazing. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay. And we are going to say our affirmations. If you would like to repeat after me. Right. (laughs) Okay. I am kind. I am kind. I am strong. I'm strong. I am loved. I am loved. And I sent love. And I sent love. All right. That's the end of the episode. Sending love.